Hello and welcome to Why a Podcast, a podcast where we answer the questions you didn't think to ask or were too lazy to Google. I'm Laser the Dingling Elric. <laughs> Damn it, I'm Matthew. I almost said Laser. I'm Matthew the Dongabong Schlongbong Matt. Listen, man. they all they all want to be Laser. <laughs> and I'm Keon the Dingus Boozer who's still sick. Oh, oh shit, Dingus is son. good. You stole it. I'm a sniffly boy. He stole it, but he went after you. Yeah, he's mm. funnier. But Who like, did he that's steal my it point. from? He stole it from the funny man. Someone the funnier street. than us. Exactly. You know the Muffin Man? Like he had that fucking place on was it Barry Lane or whatever? Mulberry. Uh, yeah. Um. What is it? Laser. Go ahead. Uh. Um. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry. I I know the muffin Lois man Lane, killed boom, your cousin. There. Oh, who's boom, Lois? I was Very trying to good. think of any fucking celebrity whose last name was Lane, and you got and nothing. Nathan like, Lane. Na- That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah that would have been great. It was tip of my tongue, and I'm like, I don't know, fucking Superman. Am I right? <laughs> hey, hey uh, Clark Kent. Fucking he, uh, awful. Clark Kent <laughs> flies because he's super strong. Hey, callback. Hey, strong. strong. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Yes. What's today's topic? Today's topic, like every week, is a secret. So if you listen to the podcast. If you listen to it backwards, there's a secret message in every episode. And it's just the topic. If you put it all together, it says. Oh, my God. Michelle Obama. Will you marry me? Oh, my God. It says that? If you listen to it. If you take the first second of each of our episodes and play it backwards. If you take just. The it's first letter of the proposal. topics we've been doing, it spells out a sentence. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's dumb as fuck. That sentence uh, is ass. <laughs> so how are my guys doing today? My why guys, that is the guys who ask why. Uh, man, I'm doing better now because I'm talking to you folks, but I filed uh-huh. my taxes today. It's pronounced fucks. I'm sorry, <laughs> you fucks. And uh, yeah, I filed my taxes today. And uh, in case anyone's wondering uh, if you're like, you know, thinking about filing your taxes, uh, you have to. So I can't recommend you don't. (laughs) But I do recommend that maybe that day you take off work, you prepare to go to a spa or massage afterwards or um, whatever really calms you because... Or yes. do what I do and work a job for a whole year that has a W-2, and they just give you all your <laughs> shit, and you do it in, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> exactly. I'm so upset. I missed that. Last year, all I had was a W-2, and it took me, like, five minutes to file my taxes. Yeah, but I mean, remember, Matt, you're actually pursuing your dreams. There we yeah. go. Yeah. What was I thinking? What was I thinking, right? What was I thinking? <laughs> hey, hey, uh, what was I, you know what I'm saying? Hey. All right, hey. Keon, so you're sick, but how else <laughs> yeah. are you doing? Um, I'm doing I'm doing decent. I uh, The reason I'm still sick, I'm pretty sure, is because I don't take any breaks, and I should. So I've... That's three weeks between, in a row we've addressed yeah, that, Keon. Between <laughs> the last time we recorded and now, which has been a metric week, I have completely not done... I've, I've not slowed down my life whatsoever, so I'm going to... Gonna try to do that moving forward, but Christ, I'm still a I'm still a sleepy, oh uh, sniffly boy. Oh boy! How about you? How about you, Liza? Uh, Liza. You know what? I am doing okay. Oh, good. Okay, like capital okay or like okay you know, I I'd say. Uh, or just K. How about Wait, that? Wait, is it Ooh. K with an ellipsis? Because then you better get the fuck out of the house. Or is it like O O H and then K? Honest, like, you know what? Ooh. We're kind of alternating between capital O K and like K with an ellipsis, but we'll make it oh, through. Oh God! Holy moly! Oh we'll, no! 
we'll make it through. This will be a rough episode. <laughs> no, yeah. we're doing fine. Listen, yeah, I can buddy. manufacture energy for days. Hell yeah. <laughs> My uh, man. Speaking of which, let's jump right in. We're going to be asking one why question each. The others will guess the answers, <laughs> and then we'll let you know why. Who's ready to begin? <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. It's 90s Radio Laser. He's back from the dead. <laughs> Radio laser sounds badass. Sorry, I just came back from the energy factory, and let me tell you, I've been manufacturing all day long. <laughs> well, welcome to TRL. This week, we have a band. Welcome to ASS. Matt, go give us our first topic. <laughs> oh, that's, I mean, that's a good acronym. I'm proud of you. Yeah, it stands for ass. Now go, <laughs> Matt, what's your topic? I, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You can't be funny and then expect me to be serious. Uh, I would like oh. to ask you both a very, the, no, this is serious, a very <laughs> yes. serious very why serious. question. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Please. I'm begging you. Give oh. it to me. Okay. Oh, now. No, no Go please. On. Wait, please, please no. stop. No. <laughs> please stop. Put Bro. the Two Guns album down, laser. I thought we were done with this. My man. Listen, I swear to God. Serve up this this meaty, meaty question, my All friend. All right, so I have a question for you both, which is, why are ding-dongs dope? <gasps> why Fuck are ding-dongs yeah. dope? Well, you see, when I was in the eighth grade, I realized I was gay. Um, just because, you know, I... I, I, uh, why, did, why would you choose, like, the actual grade? that? Like, you got to be like Macklemore. <laughs> be like, when I was three... I thought I was gay because I <laughs> ate popsicles and I danced in the rain. You know, I, yeah, I, I just thought I'd share some actual realizations. You know, there so, we go. So I want to be genuine, okay? You know, mm-hmm. genuine. Yeah, yeah genuine. I just watched Parks and Rec and <laughs> yesterday some of it, and they were talking about how genuine is Donna's cousin, and I'm like, you know what? I should be more genuine. <laughs> you about ding dong, genuine. He's a dick. Anyway, continue about your eighth grade. All right. Anyway, so um, yeah, when I was um in the womb, I thought I was gay because I chugged amniotic fluid too well, and um, I uh, can I tell you something, so, laser. So I like I, dick. I, Jesus I, Christ. Christ! Go on, on. I can't. I can't even breathe right now because I drank soda and then it shot out of my nose because of you, and I'm very upset. Oh my god! I'm so. editing this, so you can't tell me to cut it out. I'm keeping it all in. Oh, so, why, <laughs> why are what was the question again? Why are ding dongs what? Uh, why are ding dongs dope? Uh, just dope delicious. Fair warning. Yeah. Uh, so oh, ding yeah, dongs, you're right. Dope delicious. Yeah. Ding ding dongs are a beloved, uh, a beloved, beloved treat. Uh, they're made of uh, rock candies and caramel and uh, sugar and a bunch of stuff. But what people don't understand, it's I mean, come on, guys, it's it's. It's like like Laser said. It's eighth grade, you know. That uh, the sugar that they use is actually dope. Actually, it's prenatal. Who's what I pre- said? Sorry, <laughs> prenatal. Well, there was a little gray area in there. There was a time period between prenatal <laughs> was, and eighth grade. Somewhere in there, you found out you were gay. But anyway, it was between thirteen years of age and and um, thirteen weeks of age. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, oh my god. So yeah, that's um that's why that uh, the dope you know dopes for chumps or dope. Don't be a dope. Oh, fuck it. Anyway, yeah, uh, sugar <laughs> is dope and the candy of do- Ding Dong. Take it away, Matt. Uh, you are, you are the funniest person sick I've ever met in my life. Let me tell you. 
<laughs> you are, oh you're my enhanced. god, I forgot to take my medicine. Jesus, no wonder I'm fucked up. Oh my god. Oh no, this is great. Let's preserve this. Preserve Sick Keon. So uh, I have some information for you guys. Oh yeah? Uh, and it's going to start off up. with beat it up. I said feed it up or beat it. Well, fuck it. Well, do the thing. Do your job. Whatever. <laughs> do your job. I love that. Okay. So here's the thing. Ding dong. Just in case you're wondering what a ding dong is. There's two meanings or definitions of a ding dong. <laughs> One is, you know, the word ding dong, which is used colloquially to mean the sound of a bell, any similar sound of repeated strokes. I fucking or, forgot that. I literally didn't remember that. <laughs> Thank Holy you. shit. The entire time we came up, whoa, my fucking God. Oh, my God. This is Sikion coming to life, folks. I'm literally like rubbing sorry. my temples like, what sorry, the laser. fuck is wrong with me? Fox, not folks. I'm sorry. I keep mispronouncing that word, and Thank I know you're you. getting on me. Oh my god. Anyway, so I slang, don't ask for much, Matt. <laughs> slang is <laughs> slang is dingaling, <laughs> which we <laughs> we've used many a time uh, to describe many a thing. Uh, and then as an adjective, it's characterized by or resembling the sound of a bell. All right. What the fuck just happens? I don't know, man. It just happens. You know what I'm saying? You it know sounds like saying? Sam just came over and like pulled your jaw to one side. She, she I think she did. I think I. You know what really happened is I had apparently a, a stroke and, and became Steve, Coach Steve from from Big Mouth. Because <laughs> from Big Mouth. I don't know what happened. I get that. I got uncomfortable. His spirit then, overcame. His spirit like flowed through you, and I was going to make a uh, the thing that you were that you were controlled by his spirit, but I just I I was possessed. Moving on. Are you trying to trying to say I was possessed? I was like, going to do joke, you. but Keon no do do joke good now <laughs> with brain. Please, Matt. I'll miss him. <laughs> it's it's hard not to let you flounder because it's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. But I, I will go on to my more important part of the topic, which aside from of course. Ding dong, ding ding, all those things that I just talked about, mm-hmm. uh, which tend to do with, you know, slang or sounds. There's the real ding dong winner, which is, of course, the Me. sweet snack, <laughs> which is you, the sweet snack, laser. So when ding dongs were first created. I am created, a snack, yeah. yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of silence for. Oh, I death, thought you left the call. The death uh, of laser. <laughs> Blazer has been eaten. He's a sweet snack. Oh, uh, I mean, you know, ding dong, no more. Good thing about people is you can eat them more than once. Snack that's miles back, people. <laughs> <laughs> Please do your topic. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so <laughs> sick. I need this to be over. <laughs> that was the funniest just thing. Started. Okay, Blazer, you gotta admit, like the, after that long pause, the fact that he just said that to himself, it didn't even feel like he said it to us. It seemed like I tried he was to mute my mic and I forgot to. Please just do the thing. Oh, this is the best thing. So, ding dongs uh, are a delicious chocolate cake produced and distributed in the United States. States, my hostess brands. <laughs> And in Canada by, get this, Saputo Incorporated, under the name <laughs> King Don. <laughs> so, I, I don't know why. I immediately was just like, you made this up. Someone just edited the wiki page and made that up. My favorite thing is, like, it's so close to King Dong. Like, it's just yeah. one wily teenager with a spray paint can away <laughs> from King Dong. I mean... If, if this were me and I was in Canada, I, I would go around to every convenience store I could find with a Sharpie I, and just I, add a G. 
Matt, you start every sentence with if this were me and I was in Canada. And like, eventually it's going to wear thin. You know, the real problem is if I ever move to Canada, they're going to be like, so you said you'd do all this stuff. You fucking said That's it. That's right, yeah. You your money where your mouth is, you motherfucker. And you can't say what you're going to say if I were me and I was in Canada. And it's like, you are. Shut up. <laughs> oh, God. So here's the thing. Uh, it actually started, uh, funnily enough, as uh, a hockey puck-like snack. The idea was it was in three inches in diameter and slightly taller than an inch, which was similar in shape and size to a hockey puck. Hmm. Hence, it was very popular in Canada. But also, of course, it became <laughs> popular in the United States, and they were known as big wheels because... I guess that's the more American version of hockey, because if you asked a kid in like the 60s, which is when it was first being produced, 60s, 70s uh, would be when it was more popularized, they'd probably be like, what's a hockey puck? Especially if they were, I don't know, in the state I was born, Florida, where they're like, ice can exist outside? That's cool to know. I, I still wish think I it's a myth. That. I don't I don't believe it actually happens. I think it's just a visual effect. I actually learned how to do it in After Effects. It's really not that hard. Yeah, you know what I heard is they came up with um Google Glass and Oculus Rift as a way to <laughs> to keep the thing going, you know. <laughs> they like, were look, like, look, "Oh, look, look around." Yeah, it's like amazing what Marvel can do. You know, they can de-age people, they can make snowstorms. I mean, Blizzard who? Am I right? <laughs> I'm going to leave this. Like Cindy Lou leave. who? Am so I right? Dumb. Cindy Lou Who was a fucking American hero, and I can't keep doing this joke. Wasn't even American at all. Totally not American. April, also, Whoville is in anywhere you want it to be. Hey, (laughs) but on the 15th of May in the Jungle Anual. Was it cool? Was there a pool? It was was in that that jungle. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, getting back to the topic that has gone way too long already, uh, the the idea was they created, how dare you, they created it in the 60s and 70s, and uh, with the exception of the brief period in 2013 where every hostess snack, if you recall, was very uncertain in future. Like, the future of every hostess snack was very uncertain to the point where people were buying Twinkies in hopes of reselling them for a fortune. I don't know if you guys remember this in 2013. I yeah, remember dude. it vividly. I put all the money I had in Bitcoin into that, and it kind of fucked up. It kind of, it kind of, Aww. not the best investment on my part, but you know, it's what, it's whatever. You know, it's okay because you know, ultimately, you took the negative profits from that, and you started a very successful uh, lounge company. Do you remember that? Well, no, I ate all of the ding dongs, but you know, it's. <sighs> I there's so many health. jokes that I'm not gonna make. Because I love you, but geez, man, wow. Anyway, so I love ding dongs because they're, you know, they're really, you know, they're dark on the outside and chocolatey and delicious, but they're also filled with white creamy filling. And what better way to do a ding dong topic than to have it filled with white creamy filling? Am I right? So apparently (laughs) that filling is injected into the center and then the thin coat of chocolate glaze covers the cake. And I don't think there was a better way to describe the creation of Ding Dongs <laughs> from somebody. I like official verbiage from Ding Dong is that I think that's genius, and I think whoever came up with the term Ding Dong <laughs> must have had a sense of humor. There's no way. Oh, what a much better name than their original name of Big Wheels. Am I right? I mean, come on. Yeah. Who wants to Who wants to eat a Big Wheel? Like, I want to eat. I want to eat a Ding Dong. Laser, don't I... cut. Laser, don't. 
What? I'm Please don't, 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 don't cut of, you off and go into my topic. Hey guys, why? <laughs> why hey, is Valley. why is my darling saving the wildlife? Why is my darling saving the woods? What? Why is your what? darling saving the world? Saving the woods. Oh, saving the woods. Why is my darling? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm done with my topic, but <laughs> yeah, I'll, no, Matt, uh, Matt, you take I'll this. I, it. I'm not letting you shirk your responsibility to answer this question. Uh, you know, it's funny um, to go ahead and find a way to shoehorn <laughs> in my last part of my topic. Um, God damn when it. I was in the woods as a kid, mm-hmm. where um, you were raised, yes, where I was raised <laughs> on the playground was. is where he spent most of his days. Chilling uh, out, Max and Alex and all cool, eating some dings dongs outside of school. And bagels, when, don't forget. <laughs> when a couple of goyles. <laughs> goyles. I just got to leave. Um, the the, the thing about it is, uh, you know, as as you know, as you're talking about, uh, the, the woods, they're a dangerous place. And um, the only real way to keep yourself safe is to carry around ding dongs. Um Mm-hmm. But the thing that people make the mistake of is they they use the new ding-dongs the new that ding-dong. are wrapped in plastic mm-hmm. instead of the original design, which was wrapped in a thin coat of aluminum foil. You see, if you do that, the Bears, you know the Bears, the team, the Chicago you know the bears. Yeah, anyway, yeah. they live in the forest also with me. We share bagels and you know some schmear <laughs> and some bagel, coffee. bagel bullshit. I hate you people. It's uh, it's just so good. And you know the reason is uh Keon that we bring it up is cuz you you never will find which episode to go back and listen to. So you'll never actually remember why. That's my pro- I literally <laughs> scoured our fucking uh, backlog and I was like, "Oh, this has to be somewhere." And I could, I found our you guys talking about it every time, not the actual episode. I'm very upset. I love it so much. But anyway, uh, so I was living in the woods with, you know, the Chicago Bears, and we were all staying safe from, you know, bears, like actual bears, because of the ding-dongs wrapped in aluminum foil. And what we found out was that that was actually the only way to save the forest, was to just every, you know, 5, 10, 15 inches, you have to put down an aluminum-covered ding-dong and plant it in hopes that it would spread. That's my story. Cool. Sorry, I zoned out. I said, (laughs) and that's my story, and it's dopalicious. Oh, okay. I heard the rest. I just missed that sentence. Okay. Laser, serve me up that that curveball, my friend. Oh, uh, well, did you you give us an answer? No, I need you to serve it back up to me. Oh, uh, the question. The question again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, why is my darling saving the wildlife? Saving the forest? Huh. So uh, why your darling is saving the forest? Um, I'm going to skirt around the fact that the word ding is not anywhere in that. And I am not even going to try to He's imagine not even gonna how it works. Acknowledge it. He's I'm not, not even, even acknowledge I the fact that it's don't not even question. don't even care because uh, why his darling it. is saving the forest is that uh, so dar- it's in alias dar- darling, darling, Clementine, Clementine, like the oranges. Oranges are the color orange, of course. And uh, that mm-hmm. leads us back to Agent Orange. And that was used uh, during during war times and during uh, the forest raids. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, Darling is trying to save the forest because of all the damage that was done during uh, wartime use of Agent Orange. And yeah. I, that's probably far more tragic than I was expecting it to be. But like my brain is just off on a tangent. So yeah, that's why. Because uh, war crimes happened. That's Is that the answer, Laser? <laughs> Can war I ask crimes you a happened? question? Um, 
I know obviously it would be inappropriate to like have a song about Agent Orange, but you ever think about the fact that when you think of something sad that like there are things that were ridiculously sad that somehow Disney managed to make like happy, you know? Yeah, like, songs not in the answer this Keon. Just like just stay col- colors of the wind. Lay him stew in you this. Know? Like <laughs> they they made a, a, a movie about Pocahontas. Where the most memorable fun thing is the the colors of the wind, and then it's like, yeah, oh, except no. you know, oh, that no. story doesn't end great. I'm not only you know? gonna not edit oh, no. this out; I'm gonna loop you saying that five times before the episode moves on. Or like the Lion King, you know, because Just, yeah, because <laughs> oh, you no, mean go uh, on. Black Panther? What happened that that Disney changed with the Lion King? Welcome to my TED Talk. So, in the original movies of the Disney films, you hey know, guys, the documentary. So Jane version. Norwood Darling was an American cartoonist who won two Pulitzer prizes. Darling huh. was born in Norwood, Michigan, where his parents, Marcellus and Clara, had recently moved so that Marcellus could be on work as a minister. In 1886, the family moved to Stew City, Iowa. Darling began college in 1894 at Yankton College in South Dakota and moved to Beloy College in Wisconsin the following year. Then he became art editor of the yearbook and began signing his work with the contraction of his last name, Ding, a nickname oh that stuck. Oh my god, that's genius. I'm Fuck, so mad. Good. So yes, Jay Wood Nor- Norwood Darling, better known as Ding Darling, was the part I skipped there. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, he was born in so 1876, good. and he be- in 1900 became a reporter for the Sioux City Journal. <laughs> a reporter, you say? Following his marriage to Genevieve Pendleton in 1906, he began work with the Des Moines Register and Leader. In 1911, he moved to New York and worked with the New York Globe, but went back to Des Moines in 1913. Three ah. years later, in 1916, he returned to New York and accepted a prize with the New York Herald Tribune. By oh, 1919, Darling returned a final time to Des Moines, where he continued his career as a cartoonist, winning the Pulitzer Prize for editorial cartooning in 1924 and again in 1943. <laughs> now, I ask you guys, what the fuck does this have to do with saving the wildlife? I would uh, like to say that it has to do with industry. No, I know, I know. Ooh, you served this up so good. He made Sonic the Hedgehog, didn't he? He did. <laughs> chili dogs, man. <laughs> Fucking chili dogs. <laughs> All right, I, so Darling okay. penned some conservation cartoons and was an important figure in the conservation movement. President Franklin uh, oh. Roosevelt appointed him to a Blue Ribbon Committee on Wildlife Restoration in 1934. Okay, like a part of the New Deal and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Darling initiated the Federal Duck Stamp Program and designed the first stamp for it. Now, the Federal cool. Duck Stamp Program, formerly known as the Migratory Bird Hunting and Conversation Stamp, conser- <laughs> conversation, <laughs> conservation, pardon me, I was hiccuping while saying that. Well, what then. else were they going to talk about back then besides fucking stamps? <laughs> so uh, it is a stamp that's issued by the federal government that must be purchased prior to hunting for migratory waterfowl such as ducks and geese. It's not oh, like a stamp for posting. It's a stamp that allows you to hunt. Oh, okay. It's an actual like a duck hunt stamp, so to speak. So it's uh, seen as a collectible. Uh, it's also used to gain entrance to the national national wildlife refugee refuges refuges <laughs> that normally charge for admission. Ah, <laughs> so refuges. It's, it's seen you. as a collectible, and it is a means of raising fund for wetland conservation. As ninety eight percent of the proceeds of each sale go to the Migratory Bird Conservation Fund. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. So, Can I tell you something, Laser? Mm-hmm. You came up with the best topic out of this because it was actually informative and hilarious, and I'm proud of you. 
Thank you. So, um, <laughs> so Roosevelt then appointed him as head of the U.S. Biological Survey, which was forerunner of the um, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Uh, the J.N. Ding Darling National Wildlife <laughs> Refuge on Sanibel Island in southwest Florida is named after him. Fuck, that's no awesome. No way. Wait, I didn't yeah, know there was in southwest a... Florida. That's it, fucking cool. Um, just one moment. Let me tell you. Let me I believe click in on you. this link. I'll, I'll vamp um, for you. Let's see. It you. is on Sanibel Island in the Gulf of Mexico. Hold, so okay, hold on it's, a second. It's it's I, on the it's it's like if you started heading west, Matt, and you didn't stop. <laughs> I got news for you, man. Huh. I am pretty sure because I've been to Sanibel Island. Uh huh. I've seen the sign with this fucker's name on it, and Holy I think shit. I even made a joke about it. That is <laughs> the ding awesome. darling. I was like, was ding, more like dung, am I right? And then I played some music. Save it for next week, man. Jesus fucking Christ. Are you serious? <laughs> right? uh, so well, he, he just ruined the surprise. Now everyone knows next week's topic is ding. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so he was in... <laughs> Lastly, he was instrumental in founding the National Wildlife Federation in 1936. He was the founder. The NWF? The NWF. Was he also a founding member of the NWA? Yes. <laughs> That's absolutely. the best answer to that. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Just yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, Jesus yeah. Christ. Just do your thing, man. Are we ready, man? Uh, yeah. Laser, are we ready? Okay. I'm yeah, absolutely man. ready. Okay, well, why did a dingo get my baby, guys? Well, Keon, why did dingo get my baby? Keon, I just want to say it's brave of you to bring this topic up. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm dying uh, slowly inside that my baby has been taken. Well, I'm so I, sorry. I mean, it was your choice, Keon. You put him up for adoption in the first place, and well, in the 21st century, you know, the, <laughs> the era of progress, a baby can be adopted by a dingo. A, are you saying and, a furry adopted my uh, baby? I'm Not a furry, a, a real dingo. And oh, listen, okay. <laughs> we aren't in contact with the baby. We aren't in contact with the parents. But as far as we know, I th- like to think that baby is being raised well and will grow up to be a fine young man. And mm-hmm. Keon, it's okay. You didn't have the means to take care of him at the time. Thank you. It's it's not a bad thing to put a child up for adoption. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mm-hmm. listen, Keon, I'm here for you. If it's I know I know it even this many years later, it's still tough to talk about. But if you need to, anytime we can talk. I'm so you know? invested in this bit and sick that I forgot <laughs> that I didn't have a baby and started tearing up a little bit. I don't know what's wrong with me, guys. It's because I'm a very genuine person and uh, I want to be, even when it's about utter bullshit. Yeah. Matt, why did Dingo get baby? Why did Dingo get baby? Get baby. A baby. Um, well, you know, this kind of reminds me of uh, a couple years back when at uh, Disney, uh, the crocodile got the baby. and uh, Or was it an alligator? Probably an alligator. We're in Florida. Was that anyway, a thing? The, uh, yeah, it was, it was a big thing, man. Uh, they, uh, there was a lawsuit. There was a lot of stuff. But um, what, what's more important about that story uh, is that it's really serious and not funny at all. So I'm going to avoid per- no, that. No, perfect. No, there we go. That's um, a good good transition because strap in. This story is actually really fucked up. So, um, uh, Oh, uh, wait. That was the thing I was going to say. I was going to yeah, say. Well, but there were tons of jokes made about it. And that's really sad. And now it's mm-hmm. Keon's turn to make oh, yeah. us all very, very sad 
Yes, thank you for that redundant thing you said. Don't so, worry, hey, everybody. I'll make jokes on it. There we go. Yeah, hey, everybody. Um, this is a hey. quick TED Talk about how uh, the uh, just the people of the world are really bad at treating situations seriously. I'm talking Terry Shivo. I'm talking Casey Anthony. Now I'm talking Dingo Got My Baby. And this is the first I, uh, that I could think of, like one of the early precursors to just like memifying a tragedy. And uh, so what happened was uh, people say Dingo ate my baby. That is not the original quote. The original quote is Dingo got my baby. And that was an exacerbated thing that a young woman, Lindy uh, Chamberlain, said in, uh, where was it, August 17th, 1980. Uh, all of this all of this information I found was either on Wikipedia or from the New York Times video called Trial by Media. Dingo got my baby. It's a very good video. And it's about the entire situation and the uh, situation around it. So for everybody um, out there, both uh, Laser and Matt, do you know what a dingo is? Um, baby eater. I, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. At this point, you're not wrong. Um, um, I don't know, but I will say I am fucking still in shock that you used the New York Times for the podcast, considering Wikipedia has been almost exclusively your source. Yeah, the but there time. was a video. Video good. Video make Keanu anyway, have to read. Anyway, a like a dog coyote-like creature, right? Indeed, sir. So yeah, it is. A, it, it looks very, very similar to a lot of breeds of dog that people can, like, you know, have in their home. But it's closer to a wolf than it is to a dog or a coyote. And it is very coyote. dangerous. But yes. before, yeah, exactly. In 1980, it wasn't particularly thought of as that dangerous. And in Australia, it was just one of the prairie creatures that would be roaming around. And uh, so in 1980... Uh, on August 17th, the child Azaria uh, Chamberlain, who was nine weeks old at the time, born uh, June 11th, 1980, was taken by a uh, dingo. And the story was, uh, and this story highlights their ferocious nature. People didn't really know that they were actually, like, vicious until after the story. Uh, the family, the Chamberlain family, were camping uh, on a trip to the Uluru, yeah, Uluru uh, Mountains, like Uluru area in northern Australia at the Aries Rock Mountains. And as they were out there in the midst of that night, a dingo snatched the baby. And something that is kind of messed up is that on the Wikipedia article, you know how everything, we, we joke about how everything sounds like it was written by a robotic alien? They literally had on the side, it says suspects, Lindy and Michael Chamberlain, suspects. A dingo. And there's plenty of other stuff that are very matter of fact of the fact that, like, in law, you can't really write anything else. And though it does sound ridiculous, this these are the facts of the case that legitimately, like, those were the suspects, the parents and a quote unquote dingo of anonymous nature. And so... The mother, Lindy, there was Lindy and mm -hmm. Michael Chamberlain. Lindy was suspected of the murder while Michael was uh, suspected as an accessory. Uh, she was going to have life in prison while the husband was going to have 18 months in prison. Uh, Jeez. Yeah, dude, get ready for the heavy shit. And so um, as a timeline for the, the case, that the dingo attack happened in 1980. And from 1980, uh, 1980 itself to 1982 almost, Lindy Chamberlain was in a trial over this entire case. And the thing that's kind of, uh, that that makes this case influential is the fact that not only was it in Australia, like basically like the Casey Anthony case here or any of those kind of, uh, you know, rough situations of that time, but it, it shows a really mm -hmm. 
close parallel to some of those things that the uh, mother, Lindy Chamberlain, was really attractive. And people thought that her reaction to all of the news was strikingly disconnected. And that was a reason why people are like, oh, she did it. They uh, One in particular is that they found uh, some of the child's clothes. And they said that they on the child's clothes, they could not find any uh, sign of a struggle, a bunch of other things. And she describes in the video, like the reason why, oh, well, a dingo attacks like this and all this. And she acts like she's a dingo expert, completely emotionlessly talking about the incident and how it could have happened. It's one of those things where when you watch it, you're like, oh, fuck, man. Like, no wonder people thought you did it. You're fucking Mm -hmm. frightening when you're talking about this really fucked up thing. And so they, the clothing at the time that they found showed no evidence of a dingo attack, no evidence of saliva of a dingo, any of that kind of stuff. It was really bad. Like she was in a not great spot for Mm -hmm. that whole thing. And during that time, they also, she also had a child. Like, so she had a second child and people were outraged about it. It was an entire media circus. And the point of this like entire story is just how badly the Australian media handled it because they made her out to be a villain. They're like, this is open shut case. She did everything. Then legitimately right after she has her child uh, in the middle of all this trial, her second child, uh, they find another article of clothing that basically exonerates her of everything. That's like, oh, this is the evidence. Now we know that it was a dingo attack and that's exactly what happened. And so they found a jacket from the baby and it completely corroborated her story. So she went from completely uncredible to very credible within one night. And so then she was pardoned. That's in- wild, man. Yeah, dude. I'm fucking it- like enthralled in this story. Yeah, and like, also I do am a completely whole- unable to make jokes about it. I want to do a whole episode on this shit, man. Like, we got to go fucking Can we do, do a, a true crime podcast? podcast? Yeah. No, straight up. Like, I would love to recount this entire thing because, like, the research is really interesting. <laughs> but uh, we're not even we're just on three it. dickheads who decide to suddenly do a true crime podcast. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Like, listen, the, the informational funny thing wasn't working. Let's talk about people dying. <laughs> nope. But get ready oh, for the geez. fucking ridiculous part. Get ready to where this shit gets turned up to 11. Because in 1982, she was exonerated, but she was still held in the limelight because of this entire situation and that mm-hmm. led to the situation that le- that completely makes this phrase dingo ate my baby a meme which uh. is uh yeah guess what so in 19 well i mean i'm gonna fast forward a little bit just to finish the case and then we'll get to how mm-hmm. this goes in the media but uh in 1982 she was exonerated she was not actually pardoned or i mean like considered uh completely uh, innocent until 1995, literally 15 years later, 15 years that, from the initial incident. Uh, meaning like the case was officially dropped at that yes, point? Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. And that was, uh, she literally asked the uh, Royal Commission, like the Queen and Crown to be like, hey, this is ridiculous. This kind of tore open my life for the past 15 <laughs> years. Please at, at least pardon me and that kind of stuff. And then they finally did in 1995, which took forever. And uh, according to Wikipedia, the child was not claimed dead until June 12th, 2012, 32 years later, according to Wikipedia. And literally it says from the, this is quote from the Royal, uh, Royal Commission about the Uh inquiries about the situation is uh, literally in quotes. It just says result of attacked and taken uh, Wait. a a result of being attacked and taken by a dingo is the official. It took them that long to officially put that in writing that that was the actual cause of death for the child. Oh, this poor woman, man. Twenty sucks. Yeah, and it sucks. And it's she even remarks in the video. Please go watch it for the the, the New York Times video trial by media, where uh, she even remarks that she's just like, you don't know how you're going to act un- when you're grieving until it actually happens. 
And she, the entire time, was, like, looked really robotic. But she, like, she's like, if I had done another thing that would, you know, come at me a different way. Like, there's no really getting yeah. around this. And so it's it's really interesting. Here's here's where things get bad. Oh, um, no. Yeah. So th- that was a fast forward. Let's rewind a little bit to 1988, where the movie, I don't know if you guys have heard of this film. I just heard about it. Dingo ate my baby? No. The movie called A Cry. Freaky Friday? <laughs> no, the movie called A Cry in the Dark, 1988, which was about the savage attack and the Australian media. And oh, shit. No, I've Lin- never heard of that. Yeah. Yes, it's about this entire situation. And Lindy uh, Chamberlain is played by Meryl Streep. I'm not really? kidding. This fucking happened. This actually I happened. Mean, wow. And it, it's so fucked up because like, the movie in itself tries to take it really seriously. But to American audiences, this is where things get twisted is the Australian accent to a lot of Americans uh, is kind of funny. Yeah. And Meryl Streep was doing the best she could. But she even went out in the, like, for press junkets to be like, hey, we're trying to bring uh, attention to this really messed up thing that happened. And mm-hmm. this is after the dust had settled. But apparently, not only did the movie within itself trying to change people's minds be- become an attack on the Australian people, they felt like, hey, we don't think that the sentiment of this movie is helping. If anything, it's making us more angry because we don't like to be proved wrong. On top of that, it completely ruined everything because guess what? People like to memify things. And the only thing that was taken from this movie is that Meryl Streep, a renowned actress at that time who also was doing accents and stuff, they just took the Dingo Dingo Ate My Baby. Well, Dingo Got My Baby is what she says. But they took Dingo Ate My Baby and made it into a joke. And the reason why, yeah, and the reason apparently why this was made into a movie within itself is that everybody kept saying it has the hallmarks of being that prime story, that there was an attractive couple, and by virtue of them being attractive became even stronger targets because they get put on a different pedestal, they're viewed differently, and Mm -hmm. then it also has the Aries Mount, or Ayers, Ayers Mountains in Australia, which are gorgeous, it has a baby in it, which is in really interesting to audiences and it also creates this monster character who is exonerated at the end the problem though is that for like we've talked before when i mentioned actually how this turns out lindy's life after in 1988 like the movie shows it like oh she has this beautiful ending but even in 1988 she was still being persecuted like by her peers Mm -hmm. and even though the situation had already gone it wasn't until 1995 that the actual like royal commission uh exonerated her now the, this is so fucked that this entire thing would not have come to the States as a meme if it wasn't for the episode of Seinfeld that aired with uh-huh. a joke in it. Literally, it's always one epi- Seinfeld. I tell you, it's what I always tell you. Tell me, I'm always saying it's always Seinfeld. <laughs> you know, you know. As often as I'm saying, if I were in Canada, you're saying Seinfeld. It's true. Yeah, literally, it's mm-hmm. true. Literally one episode of Seinfeld set it off. And it was the episode, uh, The Stranded, which was episode uh, 10 in season three. So season three, episode 10, called The Stranded. Yeah, that aired in November 27th of 1991. The movie, movie A Cry in the Dark, was in 1988. So Mm -hmm. people didn't even really memify it in America until three years later on Seinfeld. That's how big Seinfeld was at the time. That uh, Lorraine makes this really weird, uh, or Elaine, uh, sorry. Elaine. E- <laughs> you motherfucking, Laser, you got me fucked up with the, the Lois Lane. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> Elaine. I'm sorry, I didn't know it would have consequences. <laughs> yeah, I, I recall that episode, because I, you know, I, when I was a kid, I, I would watch Seinfeld. My dad really Eating loved bagels, the show. Eating bagels, you fucker. Um, uh. So, 
<laughs> Elaine in the episode makes a joke that this one lady is being really insufferable. And so the lady says, oh, my husband is my baby. And then Elaine just says, well, maybe a dingo got your baby or a dingo ate your baby. Dingo and then she, like, ate your baby. That's mm-hmm. how she says it too. And she like Very rubs bad. it in. And in the video, in the New York Times video, they start to play a montage of the other times that like people have used it in media. And in America, it's it's there's no air of and I mean like for a lot of people listening, you probably didn't realize there was this torrid history behind the phrase. Not like at all. it's yeah. it is a messed up situation and literally in uh, Tropic Thunder they bring that up that one character says, I'm sorry, a dingo got your baby, and he's like, You know that actually happened, like a lady a lady lost her child and like <laughs> That's actually the weight of the situation. But even in that movie, it's played for laughs. Like, it's like one of the funniest jokes in the movie because it's like playing on the fact like it, it's so it's third or fourth level of humor that you just can't help but laugh. Yeah. You know, so it's like the writer <laughs> laughing at the audience for not knowing what he's informing his characters in the movie about, mm-hmm. you know. So this this situation that started in 1980 didn't resolve until 2012 and is still being joked about today. So that's what I wanted to bring to the table for you two schmucks. Thank you. Oof. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching that episode and like she gets in shit for it in the episode because like it's a serious thing. Like the irony of that to me is like she says it and then she gets in trouble not only because of the actual story, although that's like the light version of why she gets in trouble. She gets in trouble because of like saying that to the people like it's like she's taken as not a good person for it if i remember correctly mm-hmm. and like that's such an like it, it becomes such an american thing that americans will make jokes about something after like they'll take the joke about something and then they'll jump off that they'll never jump mm-hmm. off the original thing like memes usually start from like the first version of a joke of something and then they'll joke about that it's like the pinterest remix like we never start off with like the first version of a song or the first version of a joke like we always start off with like the second one like we'll remix the car slapping meme right but like (laughs) there must have been a meme before the car slapping meme and then like that car slapping meme hit and then everything's a remix of the remix yeah you know or like all all the covers that are popularized it's just Mm -hmm. we're americans keon that's what no and here it is the the goddamn one time on seinfeld like led to this forever meme that even even now cannot be escaped so uh laser i think that cues you up for the next section my dude thank you Doody so dude. much for listening to our spin-off drew Kyan podcast um, <laughs> welcome to why, serial two why welcome crime to why crime oh fuck All that's right. actually not bad that's what i just called it and matt matt then said it and then he sounded this this is like when the the friend steals <laughs> the joke and says it to the other friends but Wait, are you guys? guys, So, are you John Hodgman and I'm that other character? So, here's our segment called Why Not, where one of us chooses a why not question for debate. And I think I'm going to say what it is because we all discussed what it was going to be beforehand, and I rarely introduce what it is. Hey, guys. Hey, pal. Yes, sir. Why not ding dong ditch? (laughs) What a good segue from fucking baby death. All Jesus right. Christ. I mean, so, the way you have an, just an eloquence with words, Laser, that is unmatched, unparalleled. Ding dong ditch. Who gets positive? Dibs. Okay. Uh, I'll all do right. neutral unless you want neutral. I'll do laser. negative. Okay, I'll do neutral. All right. Cool. So positives. Um, you guys ever you guys ever do the trick-or-treating, but you don't want candy? There you go. Done. <laughs> You ever do the trick or treat, but you're just like, you know what? I'm I'm good. I don't want to. I don't want those carbs. So you, you just leave. 
You can't exactly. make like a fantastic joke as your only contribution to why not, and that's it. Like, that's... I mean, well, in all honesty, like I've I've never done it. I'm not an asshole, but like doing yeah. it feels like it's probably some sort of rush for a kid or whoever oh, would do it's, it. It's that, an like, adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's all you have for positives, I will happily jump in with some positives. Like, Fuck yeah, no, this is it. No, 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 we, we got him. I'm talking into my cufflink because I was trying to find which one of you two is a piece of shit, and there you oh. are. You motherfucker. Okay. Whoever's me, done motherfucker. this. <laughs> it's a me, a piece wait, of shit. So this. Oh, wait, this sorry. Whole... It's a me, a pizza shit. There we this go. This whole podcast is a sting, and you're going to hell and jail. It exactly. Took this many so, episodes to get me. I've done much worse things than ding dong ditch as a child. Well, there we go. That... <laughs> That's how you can tell what a sick, twisted motherfucker he is. He thinks that, th- that ding dong ditching isn't the worst. Mm-hmm. Look this at is this making guy. a murderer. Here we are. He's a yeah. sociopath. Keanu, Matt, I take it a while. I need take a it break away. from this pain. Nope, take it away, my dude. Okay, I will do that, and then I need a break from this pain. Anyway, so the thing is, uh, the fun thing about Ding Dong Ditch, obviously the negatives being... See, he thinks it's fun. He thinks it's fucking uh, fun. That's fuck, man. Jesus. You, that's not even... That doesn't need to be a positive. Fun doesn't need to be a positive. It can, oh, my God. Was this a trap? Was this why not a trap? Like, what, what we were just... We're going to Ding Dong Ditch and just say it was this is the, the worst next part thing of ever. Our true, like, this is the next part of our true crime podcast, Why Crime? That, or Why Criminal, whatever the fuck we called it, or Laser called it. I don't remember who came up with it first. It was Why gonna, Crime. I repeated it better than him. I remixed the joke. Okay, Matt, thank you for coming up with the name uh, single-handedly without I'm any uh, burn help. burn my flesh... <laughs> okay that's and that'll choice. be our next episode there we go so matt you're going to <laughs> be a, it's going to be a double homicide flesh with laser elric exactly um, here's the thing ding dong ditching is a lot like uh you're right there bud don't fucking are you really going to call me out <laughs> no, now we I can't delete that shit. <laughs> i didn't it, it, i'm sorry <laughs> do it <laughs> tell us tell us why ding tell, dong ditching please. is so I, good and bad i i will i just literally thought you died and then you're you I'm cut constantly out in a state of life and death okay now move on with your fucking <laughs> ding dong really ditch. scared anyway so when i was a kid it's much like stupid thing other stupid things you do as a kid that you don't think are hurting people that clearly are bothering people but like to me i was like oh this is really funny well, and i didn't do it often i just did it a couple times with some of my friends that were like a bad influence you know shout out to like <laughs> two or three friends from my childhood that I, I, I don't particularly talk to anymore, but I think about often. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, like, I don't know. If they're listening to this podcast, it would be hilarious if they reached out to me. Like, you know, Joey Harrington, Jesse Barber, those two people that I are doing cool. I see them, their updates they're on social media They're both in jail sometimes. because they ding-dong-ding, ding, and you got away, <laughs> and you snitched on them, and that's why you're here and they're oh, not. Oh, man. You know, Jesse might be thrown out of the armed forces, you know, once they find out about his criminal past. This ding, took a ditching. dark turn. Anyway, uh, the, the point is when you're a kid and you're doing that stuff with people and, you know, they're your friends and it's fun and stuff like that that you don't really think is bothering people. It gives you like the fun adrenaline rush, especially for Ding Dong Ditch, but it also feels like you're having fun in a harmless way. And so to you, you're like, oh, this is great because I'm just dinging the doorbell and someone who's maybe eating their Cheerios is now like, oh, man, I got to answer this door. And then they go back mildly annoyed and you get great joy. Wait, were you one great of those joy. people that like sat there and watched them open the door like from a distance? So sometimes I may have done you that. You sick fuck. Oh my um, God. But most of the time, what I like to do is, and this is like, you know, I did the ding dong ditch traditionally a couple times where you watch from a distance and you chuckle. Uh, but mostly what I would do is I would knock or ring the doorbell. But remember, I uh, <laughs> did, you know, I wasn't around a lot of houses. I was an apartment kid. 
Um, that's the low key way of saying that you uh, were, you know, lower middle class at, at best. And so I would knock 90% of the time. So the ding dong ditch didn't even really apply. You had to knock because there was no doorbell. And, uh, and it was so knock, I would knock, knock and then knock, knock, what? Bitch. Knock, knock, run. That's what it should have been called. Oh, okay. Um, but you would, I would knock and then I would just like hide next to the door and then laugh at them for not seeing me initially and coming to the door and be like, Hey man, what's up? There's yeah, just saying hi. Laser. He can't be a murderer. He's a fucking, he's a narc basically. Jesus. You narked on yourself. I'm sorry. Wow. Is, the point is, it can I be you fun. Were cool, it, it, man. You know, here's the thing: it can be fun, but obviously, if you do it excessively or you do it to people that it would actually bother them or hurt them in some way, mm-hmm. then it's bad. But I think yeah, it's just yeah. like a lot of pastimes for kids, where like there's a little bit of harm to it, but it's not real harm; it's kid harm. Ha ha. All right. So negatives. <laughs> <clears throat> A stand-your-ground law establishes a right by which a person may defend oneself or others against threats or perceived threats, even to the point of applying lethal force, regardless of whether safely retreating from the situation might have been possible. The Castle Doctrine is a common law doctrine stating that the person has no duty to retreat in their home, or castle, and may use reasonable force, including deadly force, to defend their property, person, or another. Outside of the abode, however, a person has a duty to retreat if possible before using deadly force. Castle doctrine and stand your ground laws are acceptable offenses for people who have been charged with criminal homicide. All right. All right. All one take. Let's do this shit. Um, I'm using this no matter how bad it is. Uh, hey there, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to our ding episode of Why Podcast. You know what? We love to be a ding on the radar of other people so that they could listen to this podcast. So you can find Why Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, and Neopets at Why Podcast for all those no spaces except for Neopets, which has underscores. Please feel free to leave us five stars and a little review on Apple Podcasts because that really does help us out so much a review like the the little written review you can say whatever you want it gives us uh it's total bonus points on apple Podcasts. i'm telling you and uh you can also shoot us a uh fucking uh question future topic or personal why question at why a podcast at gmail.com or you can just use that and message me and remind me if you my fucking neopet so thank you to Evan Draper for our theme song, our intro and outro. You can find his work at Silo Digital on social media. And you know what? Uh, I'd like to thank the Academy as well. The All the little people that got me where I am today, sitting in my bedroom at 11.46 p.m. the night before this uploads. I'm so tired. I gotta wake up at 5. You know, everything's fine. I'd like to thank everyone who's gotten me to this point. Maybe you'd call this the breaking point. And back to the show. At common law, self-defense claims are not valid if the defendant could have safely retreated from danger. The Castle Doctrine is an exception to this. It gives immunity from liability to individuals who acted in self-defense in the home, even if they could have safely retreated from the threat to do so. Don't intrude on Laser's property, please. 
the duty to retreat is a legal requirement in some jurisdictions. Oh, oh, we're back. Yes, yes, oh, we're uh, fucking back. Jesus Christ. Christ. All right, all right. I just thought. Listen, this this is the shit that would save someone's life. We all live in Florida. All right, that this is, is important. <laughs> Lastly, we have our unpersonal why questions. Are you around the? Ta- I can't even. I laugh at my own thing. <laughs> Lastly, we have our own personal why questions. Where you go around the table and ask each other a personal why question. And today, uh, you know, we've been we've been varying the format a little. You know, a little less a little less uh, brain thinking on our part. So we're asking all of us the same question. And today's question is in the spirit of the ding dong and not the penis, but the ding dong. <laughs> Um, what is our favorite sort of like uh, trashy snack food to get from a convenience store? Ooh. And I'll begin. Oh, I hold on. I got an idea. We could call uh, this segment uh, "Trashy Snacks." Uh, your favorite snacks that end up in the garbage, and let's do it. You got a jingle? Give me a give me a jingle. Give me a jingle. Wait. You think this deserves a jingle? I thought. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. I, I'm. I'm. I want to hear what you come up with, Laser. <clears throat> Trash snacks, trashy snacks. Hey, uh, we're on the attack with trash snacks. That was awful. Oh, that was pretty decent. Let's each yeah. take a shot at it. So he took that shot. Uh, Keon, All right, you um, go next? I'll do Bacardi. You do. Okay. Um, my name is Keon, and I'm here to say trash snacks are good in a major way. There you go. That was good. You know, you it really wasn't. Pull, you pulled it out of the garbage on that one. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh. Okay, I got it. Trashy snacks. They taste good before they go in the garbage. That was, trashy that snacks. Was okay. Oh, wait, wait. I got one more. We've got trashy snacks, trashy snacks in our tongues. And we're snacking like we've never snacked before. Oh, so we're, we're just going to go for stealing other people's content. All right. It's it called parody, like that was the beginning and to like according a... to copyright law, is allowed. <laughs> trashy like that was snacks. The beginning to like a yeah, 90s they sitcom. taste good, but they'll Holy go fuck right. How much longer? I'm cutting butt. all of this out. Let's uh, just, I'm I, cutting I, it all out. I'm cutting <laughs> this podcast. We're out. gonna run out of so much time that we're just gonna. It's gonna be one word answers. <laughs> honey uh, bun. I, I got it. Uh, honey buns are delicious, but I'm gonna go with Swiss cake rolls. All right, Keon, your answer. <laughs> um, mine are snowballs and uh, Kit Kat bars, and I eat Kit Kat bars like a piece of shit. Like I just take a bite out of them, like a candy bar. I'm a you fucking eat Kit Kat monster. bars like a piece of shit. I'm a yeah. fucking you eat monster. Kit Kat bars like a piece of shit. How often I are do. you eating shit that you eat the Kit Kat bars <laughs> like them? What the fuck? Yeah, I no, I assume that if I eat that, you son of a bitch. If I ate shit, I assume it'd be the same way that I eat a Kit Kat bar. But yeah, oh, snowballs are fucking great. Okay. Snowballs are fucking great because you can break them down into like two separate snacks. There's like a marshmallow pouch and a fucking Hostess cake. Okay. It's great, dude. If you haven't done that in your fucking life, you're you're missing out. Okay, I'm upset, Keon, because I specifically asked you if you did cocaine and you said nothing about the snowballs. Okay. Well, why do you think I'm snoring this whole time? All right, and the reason I like honey buns. <laughs> The reason I like honey buns is that they had like a the specifically the packaged honey buns have a distinct flavor and they make me feel terrible, but they taste so good. Fucking right, so uh, artificial flavors, oh so, so good. good. I hate you and so much, Keon. That was the funniest fucking thing. Oh, why the fuck you do you like why? Swiss rolls, Matt? I love. Why the fuck do I? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I love them. <laughs> yeah, and it, there's I, your why question. I I love all of the hostess snacks, but my reason for the Swiss cake rolls is because they're a nostalgic choice because they were one of my uh, mom's favorites and one of my sister's favorites. Uh, oh. Runner up would probably be zebra cakes. If you guys oh, remember yeah. zebra cakes, I saw so, zebra, zebra, zebra cakes were trees, a currency in my middle school. Right, those and cosmic brownies, man. Like I oh, trade anything. Cosmic brownies. I trade my soul. 
All right, I gotta go. Mm. I'm hungry now. Let's uh, let's wrap wait. Let's wrap real quick, shit. I need to apologize because I fucked up. Let's bake a cake. Oh. I just said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm hungry now. <laughs> I need. To, I fucked up because I didn't introduce this uh, question as a why question. It's fine. So, the que- no, it's not. Oh, so the question we not just brave. answered was, uh, why is our favorite convenience store snack food our favorite? Uh, we did it. Mission accomplished. But specifically pastry. We got them. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that was good, funny jokes. Thanks for listening <laughs> to Why a Podcast. I'm Laser, the professional and good at his job, Elric. I'm Matthew, the professional and good at his job, Slaza. I'm I'm Keon the ca- the casual business person boozer. I I got I'm wearing a I'm wearing a, a collared a collared shirt, but I'm wearing some jeans. So oh, you know I, I like the party. Okay. He keeps a business cash. I keep it cash. I would like to revise my answer. I'm Matthew the business casual Matthew Slaza. Oh, I thought you became a ghost halfway through that fucking. I did. I died and made a bad I, joke. I'd also like to redo. I'm laser. Nothing but business Elric. Ooh, let me let, me, let me change mine. I'm Keon Mullet, uh, party in the front, in the back. Or, I, the way that a mullet thing, the mullet wait, thing. You remember the the You're the Keon phrase. the mullet thing, booze. Oh my, I'm a huge yeah, fan. In, business I'm in laser the, oh thundercock, Elric. Now you know why. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. <laughs>